She's a small wonder. I'd like you both to meet Vicky. A child unlike other girls. And that's a real kid, right? No, no, it's a robot. Made of plastic. Microchips here and there. You're my voice input child identical. V I C I I pronounce it Vicky. Hey there, everybody. This is Angela Bowen, the host of She's a Small Wonder, a small wonder podcast. How's everyone doing today? Well, today I'm going to be covering Season 1, Episode 6, entitled Spielberg Jr. This episode aired on October 12th, 1985. In this episode, Jamie turns into a dictator when he puts himself in charge of a school project. But best friend Reggie and Jamie's parents won't let him continue without being being taught a lesson in etiquette. Which is just as well. Jamie, you gotta reel it in. You cannot always be the boss, even though you refer to yourself as the Big J. That's not nearly as bad as uh, Ricky Stratton and Silver Spoons referring to himself as the Ricker. That I can't stand. This isn't as bad. This episode has a 7.2 out of 10 based on 17 ratings. It was directed by Leslie H. Martinson and writers Jerry Winnick. It was written by and of course Howard Leeds, the creator. We got some connections here. E.T., the extraterrestrial. Jamie considers himself another Steven Spielberg while directing a student film and mentions Spielberg's movie by name. The only trivia here, which is pretty obvious, the title refers to movie director Steven Spielberg who gained first fame after his production of Jaws in 1975. I mean, by this time in 1985, Jaws already would have been 10 years old. However, E.T. was only two, uh, three years old at the time. So, I think E.T. is going to be a smidge more relevant, more current to Jamie than Jaws would be. So, we come out of the intro. Ted is in the living room. He's got Vicky hooked up to the machine. And you hear this constant buzzing going on. And it's like there's a bee right around, but it's really, really loud. Usually... No, not a bee. I'm sorry. It's a fly. How often do you really hear those flies making that noise? Maybe all the time. I swear there's times, like, there's a fly there and you don't. You see it more than you would hear it. So Ted's kind of waving it away and then he pulls the plug out of Vicky. It's like, alright, Vicky, do your thing. And she's like, do my thing. And... Joan comes down with an armful of stuff to take to the dry cleaners, and she's like, Ted, do you want me any of your stuff that you can think of to go to the cleaners? And he's kind of waving her off, like, not now, not now. And then she's kind of watching, you cut back to Joan's face, and she's kind of watching, like, she doesn't know what's going on. And then Vicky is, like, eyeing, her eyes are kind of darting left to right. And then she zeroes in on that flying zoop! Her hand, like, zips out, grabs it, and Ted is so proud of himself. I've made the first robotic electronic flycatcher. And you know what this made me think of? The Karate Kid movie. When Mr. Miyagi's got the chopsticks and he's trying to get that fly. 
And then Daniel does it. And he does it, like, right off the bat. <laughs> and it seems like Mr. Miyagi had been trying that for years and not being able to get that fly. And then Daniel does it his first time and succeeds. Oh, we get a mention of uh, Harriet's canary as Jones. Well, I hope the neighbor's canary doesn't get out. Remember that episode when Harriet complained because she actually wanted a parrot and not a canary? So Ted grabs a wastebasket and says, All right, Vicky, put the fly in here because he assumes that she killed it. Like, it was in her fist. And she goes, places her hand in the wastebasket, and of course, boop, fly's still alive. She didn't crush it with her hand. Okay, looks like they gave Jamie a little bit of a haircut. His hair isn't nearly as long. Before it seemed like it was kind of like his hair was hanging a little bit where it was covering his ears. So they kind of gave him a... Cleaned him up a little bit as he walks in the door, probably home from school. Jamie hears that buzzing right away. Boom! Hand shoots up, grabs it. The buzzing stops. And now Joan's looking at, like... Wow. She's impressed because, you know, her son, a human being, could catch this fly, which is really saying in a way that Vicky's not all that, that trick that she pulled really was not all that great. So I'm going to play a clip here as Jamie comes home from school and he is so excited to share his news. Of course, Joan thinks like, oh, is the teacher going to call and say that you've been misbehaving in school? And Jamie's like, no, no, this is a good thing. And Ted is all like, yeah, it's just that whatever you did, you haven't gotten caught. So I'm going to play this clip. What happened at school today? Was it good or will we get a phone call? No, this is good. I hope that doesn't mean you did something bad but didn't get caught. <laughs> no, honest, Dad. See, we have to do a project for school in our social studies class about people in other lands and how we should be friends even if they're different? I think that's a very worthwhile thing to teach kids. Yes, and if the kids could just teach it to the grown-ups. <laughs> My friend Reggie and I are going to make a movie about making friends with somebody from another planet. That is, if we can use your camera and stuff, Dad. Oh, I'm sure he wouldn't mind, would you, Ted? No, well, not at all. It's, it's a good idea. It's, it's really far out. <laughs> <laughs> far out. <laughs> you'll be two astronauts who discover the planet's all robots. Vicky, come play one of them. Vicky, play a robot. That's cute. That's cute. Jamie, I'm not so sure about Vicky being in it. But they'd never guess what she really is. A robot acting like a little girl acting like a robot? Well, I guess I did invent Vicky to see how human she could become. So I guess part of her programming should be playing with other children. All right. Thanks, Dad. Thanks, Dad. You hear that, Vicky? You're going to be a movie star. And I'll have to show you how to act. How to act. That means to show different emotions, like being happy. <laughs> or sad. <laughs> Got it? Got it. And I'm going to direct the movie. Who knows? I may be another Steven Spielberg. Oh, Steven Spielberg. Aren't we getting a little carried away? Not at all. He's not much older than I am. <laughs> so Jamie mentions that he and his friend Reggie, his best friend Reggie, who actually we're going to meet for the first time in the show, who's going to be on the show for, I think, all of the four seasons. 
of Small Wonder. They're putting, Jamie wants to put together a video about two astronauts that go to some robot planet and meet an alien. Okay, this project he's doing is for social studies. It's a project. So what this project basically is, is about people in other quote-unquote lands that are different from them and how they should learn to be friends. You know what this project more sounds like? It sounds like a pen pal program where you pick a kid from another country and you converse and you both exchange like ideas and your interests and stuff and see how they're similar and how they're different. Like how your way of life is different from that of your pen pal. This makes no sense. Did the teacher say, sure, Jamie, you can do a project about two astronauts that go to space and go to some fake planet and meet a robot? That is not a dang thing to do. And, I mean, the only thing I'm guessing is, like, the two astronauts go to a foreign planet, befriend um, extraterrestrial... And he's trying to use that aspect to make a video. He wants to be the next Steven Spielberg. And he says, well, me and Steven Spielberg are really close in age. And I looked it up. This is this episode came out in 85. Spielberg was born in 46. So he is 39 years old. You're like 20 plus years younger than him. You are nowhere in the vicinity of being close in age to Steven Spielberg. Alright, so some of the big hits he did, Jaws in 75, we have Close Encounters of the Third Kind in 1977, so that is eight years off of this episode. But then again, of course, you have E.T., the extraterrestrial, which came out three years prior to this, so this probably is where that idea of the befriending um, an extraterrestrial is coming from. So Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom was done in 84, so that would have been the... But the year that this show came out, The Color Purple was the next thing that he directed. Then we have two episodes of Amazing Stories. We have Empire of the Sun that would come out two years later. We still have another Indiana Jones film. Um, Hook was 91... Jurassic Park was not. Can you imagine if this show went well into the 90s, which it wouldn't have, but then <laughs> I can see Jamie wanted to make something as closely, loosely based on Jurassic Park. Given the premise that he was given, he would try to do whatever he could to make it as closely related to the school subject as humanly possible. But that being said, it means only six years off from the movie Hook. <laughs> so Ted and Joan both agree with Jamie that that is a very good assignment about teaching kids about people from other countries and teaching them, you know, to have shared interests and get, al get along. And Joan's like, yeah. Now, if only kids could teach that to adults. Like, well... So as Jamie puts this clearly... My friend Reggie and I were making a movie about two astronauts that make friends with an uh, alien from another planet. 
So I guess Ted has a video camera, which of course he's a computer guy. Of course he'd probably have a camcorder somewhere. Those big bulky ones that sit on your shoulder and weigh like 20 plus pounds. And Jamie mentions about wanting to use Vicky in the movie. And Ted is not really all for it in the beginning, but he does come around and saying that he built her with the intention of her coming off as a human being. And this movie would probably be a great way to showcase her being a human being. And Jamie kind of coaches Vicky and like, great, Vicky, you'll be able to learn how to act and be an actor. I'll teach you how to be happy. And he does the big grin with the wide mouth and the teeth and the eyes shut. And the whole being sad, the frown face. And Vicky kind of repeats uh, what Jamie says when he's like, thanks, Dad. She's like, thanks, Dad. And then, of course, Joan's catchphrase is, that's cute, or something like that. And uh, Vicky says the same thing because she's a tape recorder. Oh, yeah, Ted has this corny joke like, oh, it's really far out. Like, it's not the 70s anymore, Ted. Please, please. Your corny joke. Even Jonah's like, <laughs> uh, as I roll my eyes. Of course, this gets Vicky going and saying, far out. <laughs> the planet Czar Robots. Uh, Jamie, buddy. Maybe you might want to go back to the drawing board and come up with something a little bit better than Zaro Bratz. I know you're like only in elementary school, but why don't you go back to the drawing board, think of something something a little bit better. I don't know how his teacher's going to feel about this. She's probably going to say something like, well, the assignment that I gave you is actually what you're doing is completely out of left field. It has nothing to do with what this is. But then again, you heard that saying, go big or go home. Doorbell rings! Two guesses who that is. Well, one guess, really. I bet it's Harriet. Okay, I was wrong. <laughs> it is Reggie. <laughs> okay, so his best friend has never met his parents, like, at all. How long have you been friends with Reggie? Because I thought we, like, got his name tossed around in a past episode, but we've never met him until now. And of course, with Vicky and everything, they probably like, we really don't want you to bring any friends to the house just yet. So I'm going to play Reggie's introduction here. Hi, Reggie. Hi. 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 This is my mom. Oh, hi. Nice to meet you. And my dad. How you doing, Reg? Hi. Hi. And my cousin, Vicky. Hi. Hi, Reggie. <laughs> uh, this is my best friend, Reggie. <laughs> My dad said it's okay to use his camera and stuff. That's great. You were right. He's a pushover. <laughs> and somebody's gonna volunteer to make the sets and costumes. Oh, great. Who's that? Your mom. Now, wait a minute. Wait. Uh... Don't thank us. We're glad to make you a part of it. Come on, Reggie. <sighs> volunteer? We were drafted. Drafted? We were railroaded. <laughs> well... At least our offspring here is going to be a movie star, huh? Movie star? Happy? <laughs> Sad? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, 
Reggie kind of lets it slide. Like, oh, Jamie, you were right. Your dad is such a pushover. Oh, over here. You did not need to add that, buddy. That is not how to make a first impression. Granted, Jamie jumps in there and says, hey, well, we're going to go upstairs and work on the movie. You guys can work on the sets and costumes. And and Jamie and Reggie head up to his room. And then Joan is like, well, wait, what? No, I didn't. We didn't. We've been drafted into this. And Ted's like, drafted? We've been railroaded. <laughs> and then <laughs> Ted's like, well, our little offspring here is going to be a movie star. And, of course, this kicks in Vicky's memory of movie star or an actor and she does the happy face and then the sad frowny face so now we're up in jamie's bedroom reggie is sitting at a desk and he's got a pencil and a pad of paper jamie is walking reggie through what the first scene is gonna be like here reggie you take notes i'll tell you what to do i don't think reggie's gonna be on board with being made to do, you know, he wants a real partner, not just you tell me what to do and we'll do it. He probably wants to have a real partner. And not to mention, I'm thinking, you got a pencil and a pad of paper there. Why don't you storyboard what you want to do so you have an idea so you can brainstorm? Don't just go pen to paper right away. I want this. I want that. I mean, yes, it's good to... Like, start jotting stuff down while the iron's straight while the iron's hot, but maybe you can get a picture in your mind, like, write stuff down, but also start storyboarding. Like, we open with this scene, and then we transition into this, and then we do a little bit of a backstory on the astronauts, and then, the, you know, I, I've i never been to college. I don't know anything about storyboarding. I'm just going off the top of my head, so... So I'm going to play this clip as Jamie is pretty much already starting to dictate how this movie is going to be shot. As Reggie pipes up like, hey, actually what I was thinking and Jamie's like, no, not while I'm thinking. Don't hold off your questions until the very end. I'm brainstorming. I have a vision. Hey Reggie, got an idea for the script. Here's the scene. Write this down. Well, I had an idea too. How about Please. if I can... Not while I'm thinking. <laughs> now, we're a couple of astronauts who land on a faraway planet, right? Right. But I thought that it was Hold that just... thought. <laughs> now, Vicky's one of the alien robots who lives on the planet. We'll call her, uh... Ixiv. Ixiv? Ixiv. That's Vicky spelled backwards. <laughs> How many robots should we have on the planet? Just one. We got a very small budget. <laughs> How am I supposed to be creative with only one robot? I was counting on a cast of thousands. <laughs> hey, man, you're getting more space out than this movie. So, poor Reggie is sitting there. He's got ideas, too. And Jamie puts a hand on his head like, hey, you hold that thought, all right? I, I'm still brainstorming my vision here. And he, Jamie's like, okay, we're going to have a robot. Vicky's going to be that robot. We'll call her Ixiv, which is Vicky spelled backwards. 
And he's like, well, how many robots do you think we should have? Reggie's like, well, we have a small budget, maybe just one. And Jamie's like, well, no, one? That's not enough. I was, vi I was thinking like thousands. And Reggie's like, man, look, you are getting more spaced out than this movie. I would have been like, dude, this is a homework assignment. This isn't a big summer blockbuster like the frickin' Avengers movie, which, this is 1985, they wouldn't have known all the comic book movies that were gonna be coming out to play in, like, 20 years from, 20 years from then, or even less than that. Actually, now that I think about it, it's more like maybe 25 years later, but... Why nitpick? Vicky comes up with a plate of cookies for the boys, and luckily this kind of breaks up their argument. I'm like, guys, you gotta learn to work together. Jamie, you need to loosen the reins, and this is supposed to be a team project. Luckily, uh, luckily, um, Ted and Joan, I'm sure, are going to see this at some point and say, son, we need to speak with you privately, and we, first of all, we really don't like seeing how you're dictating this whole thing. You might think you're the director, and that's cool, but you need to let your partner be more involved. And this is just weird, this, this idea that they have, because this is social studies. This isn't like an audio video class, which, I mean, I took one in high school, which was kind of cool, but... I just wish I'd put more effort into it. Looking back on it now, I bet I could have done some cool stuff. I mean, I didn't have a computer with internet, so I really couldn't do too, too much stuff, but... And granted, when um, I was partnered with a, a foreign exchange student, I kind of took over um, responsibility for the little high school as a metaphor, which I used, like, an hourglass. And... The next assignment, I kind of, like, it was supposed to be, like, an action thing, which I'm like, all right, Martin, you take the reins. He wanted to do, he was from Argentina, he wanted to do, like, a, um, a sports movie of his favorite soccer team, so. He was pretty agreeable with the pro the first project, which I pretty much took hold of, and I don't even know what the grade I got on it was. I thought it was okay, some of the footage I took. So Vicky brings in the cookies, and just plops it on the table and Reggie's just looking at Vicky and like kind of like she's a little off like why does she always do that or what um with, uh, I thought he's gonna say why does her voice sound like that of a robot or why does she repeat the things that you say and Jamie's excuse for, or reason for that is like oh well she's just that's just how she is and she goes to, of course, stand in her cabinet. And Reggie just looks at her standing up in her cabinet and then turns to Jamie and is like, uh, why is she doing that? And Jamie is like, um, uh, she's, uh, practicing pretending to be a robot. Uh, or, I, uh, yeah, her, her cabinet's like a rocket ship. Well, you know, I mean, for coming up with that, I mean... It's better than coming up with something that doesn't make any sense, which even the robot spaceship thing is a bit of a stretch, but what are you going to do in that situation? They really should have come up with a plan 
questions or these questions that people are, if they're going to come into their house, will ask? Like, what if they ask this question? What do we say? They already made the cover of Vicky's a cousin, so they kind of got that base covered. But the thing is, other people, if they meet her, are going to say, why does she talk like a robot? And why is she standing up in that cabinet? <laughs> well, luckily, I guess Reggie kind of takes what Jamie says, like, oh, yeah, oh, okay, sure. I guess I can go with that for now. So Jamie continues to have Reggie write all this stuff down for a script about how they're the first spacemen to land on this planet. And Jamie comes out and says, we're the first astronauts to land on this planet. And... Poor Reggie's like, well, wait, what do I say? And Reggie's like, or Jamie tells him, nothing, you're still in the spaceship. And poor Reggie rolls his eyes like, dang, I'm really getting the shaft deal on this. So Jamie is kind of ripping off, I'm going to play this clip. He is ripping off the speech from the, uh, that's the shuttle launch out to the moon where he places a a flag in it, or was it the Earth? Damn it, now I feel stupid. I'm just gonna play this clip. I really gotta bone up on my history. Yeah, let's get back to the script. <coughs> now, we just landed on this distant planet, and we're the first Earthmen ever to land there. How do we show that in a movie? Simple. I step out of the rocket ship, I say, we're the first Earthmen ever to land here. <laughs> <laughs> And then what do I say? Nothing. You're still inside the rocket ship. And then I plant a flag in the ground, and I say, I claim this territory on behalf of the fifth grade of Washington Elementary School. <laughs> and then do I come out of the rocket ship? Not yet. <laughs> you know, there's something missing in this movie. Me. Don't worry. You're going to be in it. You're a co-star like Vicky. She's not complaining. Are you, Vicky? I'm not complaining. See? Boy, she is kind of like a robot. Just standing there and staring. And she talks funny, too. Oh, uh, that's method acting. <laughs> She's supposed to stay in the character of a robot till the movie's finished. Well, she has to go to the bathroom. I'm not programmed to go to the bathroom. <laughs> This will be quick. Vicky, yeah. please take this dish to my mom and thank her for the cookies. Thank her for the cookies. So Reggie is finally asking the important questions, like, why is she just standing there and staring? And she sounds like a robot, too. So Jamie's like, oh, well, she's method acting right now. She's staying in character of the robot until... The movie is finished shooting. And Reggie's like, well, what if she has to go to the bathroom? To this, Vicky replies, I'm not programmed to go to the bathroom. And Reggie's eyes get as big as saucers as he's, he turns back to Jamie. He's like, we better shoot, the, shoot this movie fast. Like, oh my goodness. So Vicky's pretty much, or Jamie's had enough of fielding questions about Vicky from Reggie as he holds out the plate to Vicky saying, Vicky, can you please take these cookies down to my mother, tell her thank you for bringing them to us, which I don't think they even ate one of those cookies. 
So clearly Jamie is making this movie all about him, how he's making himself out to be a hero of this alien planet that he and his his partner have landed on. And Reggie's getting fed up, like, let me guess, I'm still on the spaceship, right? And Jamie wants to call the planet Noswalt. What in the world? And Noswalt is apparently Lawson spelled backwards. See, Jamie is making this all about him. I'm surprised. Reggie, you need to stand up for yourself saying, excuse me, we're both supposed to be doing this together. And I'm not even really in this. I'm playing this clip. Jamie, Reggie is finally like, what do you mean, your movie? Because Jamie's like, well, what this movie is all about is about how I and this alien become friends. Now get this, Reggie, because it's really what my movie's all about, how the astronaut and the robot learn to be friends. What do you mean your movie? I thought this was our movie, and we're 50-50 partners. We are 50-50 partners, only my 50's in charge. <laughs> this isn't fair. You want us to my ideas, you're writing, directing, and starring in it, and I never get out of the rocket ship. Yes, you do. You're getting out of it. When? When I go back to Earth for the big heroes parade down Broadway and leave you on a planet to die. Gee, <laughs> <laughs> I got practically nothing to do in this movie. Are you kidding? You've got the most important job of all. What's that? If we need money, you'll raise it. <laughs> Thank you, Reggie, finally standing up for himself. I was like, this project's supposed to be 50-50 and I'm not even really in the movie. And... Jamie's like, oh, yeah, you are. You have uh, a really important part. When I go back to Earth and have a parade on Broadway, you're going to stay on the planet and die. Or if we need to raise money for anything, you'll be able to do that. What? In the I would have said, you know what, Jamie? I'm out. You can find yourself someone else to work with that's going to be pushed around because I certainly am not. Now we move to the backyard where... Ted has been regulated to paint fake rocks that have moss growing on them. They even have an American flag in the corner. They have some sets built that looks like drywall that's been painted the, like the sky, you know, blue with um, stars and stuff and what looks like maybe miniature planets on it. Kind of cool. So... Ted is sitting on a stool, he's bent over, he's got a can of what looks like moss-colored green, like forest-colored green paint, and he's just painting these rocks that he's found and brought in. So Jamie comes out, as he is now the director, and he has got the sunglasses, he's got the red cap, he's going for a real... I'm guessing Steven Spielberg look. And Jamie's already criticizing his dad's work. Like, wow, dad, is this really the best you can do? I would have been like, um, excuse me, you're not paying me anything for this. I'm doing this out of the goodness of my heart and you have the right, you think you have the right to criticize? If I were Ted, I'd be jumping on him. Like, excuse me, I'm helping you here. You don't want my help? Fine. You can do all of this yourself. 
And you need to stop being a little dictator. Hi, Dad. Oh, hi, Mr. Director. How do you like all the props, huh? Is this the best you can do, Dad? <laughs> I mean, the kids in class aren't going to believe these are rocks on an alien planet. Why not? I mean, how many alien planets have they been to? <laughs> What's this for, Dad? Oh, this is great, huh? You see, the blue represents the universe, and the white dots are the stars. And if you stand in front of it like this, looks like you're way out in space, huh? What do you think? I think we're in big trouble. <laughs> see, I, I thought it was pretty clever. Well, a little half to do for now. But could you put some more stars on it? And could you hurry it up a little, please? Well, you know, when you think of how long it took to create the universe, I think I'm going pretty fast. <laughs> and, and by the by, two could paint faster than one, you know. I'd like to, Dad, but I'm the director, see? I'm even dressed sloppy like Steven Spielberg. <laughs> well, why don't you direct yourself to a paint can and grab a brush, huh? Hi, Jamie. Hi, Harriet. What are you doing? I'm making a movie. Can't you tell what famous person I am? No. <laughs> I'll give you a hint. The movie E.T.? Oh, I get it. But you're not as cute as E.T. <laughs> Thanks. Can I be in your movie? No, it's science fiction, not a horror film. <laughs> well, then can I watch? Sure. Go home and wait for it to be on television. Don't call us. We'll call you. <laughs> of course you can watch, Harriet, but you have to be quiet. I don't think that's possible. <laughs> but thanks anyway. I'm sorry, but Jamie is being a real piece of shit here. He's criticizing, saying, oh, Dad, the kids at school aren't going to believe those rocks really were in space or from an alien planet. And the whole time, you know, Ted's trying to make jokes about it, which is good. You know, he's like, well, gee, I didn't know any of your classmates have ever been to any alien planets. And then he also says, well, what do you think of this uh, set design here? that I have, and Jamie is just flat out like, oh, well, gee, you couldn't have done anything a little better? And can you hurry it up, too? It's like, what the hell? Eventually, Ted is gonna get tired of being bossed around, because he's like, well, son, why don't you be helpful and grab a brush and help me out? And Jamie's like, oh, dad, well, I'm the director, I can't do that. That's your job. And Harriet comes in and says, hey, can I be in your movie? And he and Jamie's like, oh, no, you can't do that. But um, you can go home and watch it on TV because she's like, can I hang out and watch? And Ted's like, yeah, sure, but you got to be quiet. And, of course, Harriet's like, well, I don't know if I can do that. And I'm thinking, well, yeah, because you talk too much. So Jamie's like, you go home, wait for the movie to be on TV. Don't call us. We'll call you. And he's got one of those, like, uh movie microphone things that people, you know, the director shouts into, like, action! And, and and stuff like that. And he's like, hey, what do I look like? Here's a hint. E.T. And he's trying to get Harry to say, you know, like, Steven Spielberg. And she's like, well, you don't look like E.T. because he's definitely cuter. I thought she was going to say, well, you don't look like Elliot because Elliot's adorable. <laughs> I would have thrown shade back in that kid's face. And I would have said, here's your paintbrush. Go to work. Because I'm... And 
am done being bossed around. And I can't see Steven Spielberg being dressed like that. Jamie's got, like, a sleeveless sweatshirt, black sweatshirt, over a short-sleeved white t-shirt that is over a long-sleeved red shirt, black pants, and a red cap. Like, baseball cap, but it's not for any sports team. And he's wearing... Black sunglasses like Dodger from Oliver and Company. So Harriet leaves, and Ted's like, hey, Jamie, can you help me with these props? And Jamie's like, well, I'm the director. I'm not allowed to do that. It's union rules. As Joan comes out of the house via the kitchen and brings out Vicky. She looks really cool. I like it. She's got this space-age little, um silver dress on with a lavender or more of a deep purple sparkly cummerbund type thing and then it's got like a a neck collar that also matches the cummerbund and then she's got these really cool sparkly silver uh antenna coming out of her hat it's all sparkly silver it's really really nice i really like it i'm gonna play this clip this is just so cute She looks terrific. She's a perfect robot. I'm a perfect robot. Oh, and the costumes for you and Reggie are finished too, honey. Mom, does a dress have to be that short? I mean, she doesn't have the greatest legs. <laughs> well, they'll do for outer space. Now, Jamie, if you want the rocket ship in place, we're going to have to move this, and we're going to have to move the clubhouse. Move the clubhouse? how Vicky looks in that. And of course, Jamie's got to complain, like, gee, Mom, did you have to make her dress so short? Her legs aren't alien enough looking or something like that. So Ted is moving these uh, two connected pieces of drywall that are painted to look like outer space. He tells Jamie, we are going to have to move this over here so we can get your rocket ship in the, in the shot, but we will have to move your clubhouse. Vicky takes this as a command that she should move it. She picks it up. Goes to move it, but Joan right away, nah, 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 nah. no, no, Vicky, please put the clubhouse down. So she puts it down, and Joan, of course, makes an offhanded comment like, wow, jeez, I'm happy I didn't say move the car. So Vicky's like, move the car. Luckily, Joan, like, grabs her, like, ah, no, Vicky, no, that's not what I meant. No, sweetie, don't do that. So... Reggie shows up, and Jamie is bitching to him about the fact, like, hey, time is money, you're late, you should have been here, start moving those rocks around, as Jamie is, like, shooting out commands via his little megaphone, microphone, whatever, I don't know what the proper term for that thing would be. And he's like, Reggie, move those rocks around to make it look more like from an alien planet, or a something like that, and Ted 
and Joan are kind of watching him and just seeing, and finally Reggie gets pissed off, looks at Jamie and says, you know what, this was supposed to be a team project, and I'm not even in it. Oh, when Jamie's like, time is money and we're wasting money. And Reggie throws it right back in Jamie's face. It's like, how am I going to waste money that we don't even have? And Jamie's like, well, you're not raising any. It's like, it's a class assignment, you little shit. You're not raising money for anything. So Reggie just kind of pushes the little rocks with his toes. What? kind of getting them in some formation. Like, how's that? And Jamie is the whole time talking through this this piece thing that he's got that's with, um, amplifying his voice. He's like, oh, no, good. It still looks like my backyard. And Vicky, of course, pipes up with, this is your backyard. It's like, what the hell do you want, Jamie? This is not a fucking movie set. It's your back fucking yard. Deal with it. You don't got any money for any real fucking props. How many kids do you really think... I mean, is this everyone's coming up with a video? Or is this just, hey, let's come up with a video? I can't see him getting a good grade on this because that assignment was about them talking about making friends from other countries, not other planets. So his vision is so far off of the actual project. So Joan mentions to Ted, it's like, I think our little director here, I think his head is getting a little too big for his baseball cap. And Jamie's like right in Reggie's face, and he's got that little microphone amplifier thing practically against Reggie's ear, screaming into it. Come on, Reggie, move these rocks around. So Reggie's um, basically just throwing his hands up in the air, like, fuck it. You want these rocks moved? You do this shit yourself, because I'm done. This is bullshit. He says, I'm supposed to be your partner, not your flunky. As in, we're supposed to be working on this together as a team, and you're having me, you're delegating all these responsibilities to me. And Ted's got his arms crossed. As he, he's right, son. He does have a point there. You are getting way out of hand. But Jamie's retort is, Dad, don't think of me as your son. Think of me as the director. And Reggie is like, hey, you want, this is supposed to be a team effort. We're supposed to do this project together, but you want to run the whole show yourself. And even Joan says, J Jamie, that is very unfair. And Ted seconds that, and Vicky thirds, at least me three. I like the makeup that they have on Vicky here. They have some really nice purple eyeshadow, and just... At the edge of her eye, they have some little bedazzling there. And then they got some really nice um, purplish-red lipstick on her. It's just really, really pretty. So Jamie's like, all right, you're all on his side. Fine. Well, then I will just have to quit since no one likes how I'm doing things. And then he yells into the microphone, do you hear that? I quit. Drops the microphone. Heads in the house. Planet. How's that? 
Figure's baseball cap. Come on, Reggie. Move some of these rocks around. You want to move? Move it yourself. I'm supposed to be your partner, not your flunky. He's right, son. Dad, don't think of me as your son, but as a director. <laughs> <laughs> We're supposed to be doing this project together, Jamie, but you want to run the whole show yourself. I think that's unfair, Jamie. Me too. Me three. <laughs> oh, you're all on his side. Well, if nobody likes the way I'm doing it, I guess I'll just have to quit. Everybody hear that? I quit. Good. Oh, great. There goes our class project. I'm not so sure, Reggie. Just hang in there. What do you have in mind, honey? We're going to teach Mr. Spielberg Jr. a little lesson. And Ted's like, you know what? I think that we need to teach this kid a lesson. I will be re Reggie, you stay right there. I will take care of this. I will be right back. So we cut to commercial, and I'm wondering if this is just a season one thing, where when we come back from commercial, and Joan, Ted, and Vicky are all entering Jamie's bedroom to talk with him about his unacceptable behavior, we get the small wonder yellow title card popping up. So I'm going to play this clip as they come in and discuss how unacceptable Jamie's behavior is. Like, don't you think you're being a little hard on Reggie? This is supposed to be a group project. Mind if we come in? Don't you think you were a little hard on Reggie just now? It would be nice if you apologize to him. He was your best friend. <laughs> was my best friend. It's his fault the project's off. He wouldn't listen to me, and I'm the director. Our director's head is too big for his baseball cap. <laughs> Who asked you? Jamie, being a director is one thing. Being a dictator is another. I'm not a dictator. Everything would be great if Reggie would do what I order him to. <laughs> Are you sure you won't change your mind about quitting? No way. As far as I'm concerned, the movie's off. Not quite. What do you mean, not quite? I quit. And we accept, but the movie's not off. How are you going to make a movie without Spielberg? Easy. Oh, we still got us, Reggie, the sets, the costumes, and Vicky. I made perfect robot. And most important, it's Reggie's class project, too. We'll help him make the movie without you. Then what am I going to do for a class project? Well, you might consider writing an essay on the rise and fall of Spielberg Jr. <laughs> So they kind of ask, like, hey, don't you think you were a little hard on Reggie, who was supposed to be your, you know, he's your best friend after all. And Jamie is just sulking, like, he was my best friend. You know, he wouldn't listen to anything I told him to do. And Vicky, of course, repeats the line how the director's head is getting a little big for his baseball cap. Of course, Jamie just glares in Vicky's direction and says, hey, who asked you? Ted sits down on the bed and says, hey, Jamie, being a director is one thing, but being a dictator is something completely different. And that is exactly what you're being right now. 
And Jamie clearly does not know what a dictator is. He's like, I'm not a dictator. Everything would be fine if Reggie just did what I ordered him to. Whoa! And nowadays, this could probably be seen as semi-racist, with just with the fact that Jamie is a white boy and poor Reggie is an African-American. They could definitely turn this into something of a racist issue. So, Joan also sits down on the bed next to Ted and says, Are you sure you won't change your mind? And Jamie's like, No. The movie's off, as far as I'm concerned. And Ted's like, Well, I don't necessarily know about that. And Jamie, like, sits up and actually faces his parents instead of facing the wall and not looking at anybody. He's like, Well, what do you mean? Jamie's like, well, but I quit. And Ted's like, yeah, we accept that fact. And But the movie's not off. It's still going just without you. So Jamie's like, how are you going to make a movie without Spielberg? And Joan's like, well, it's very easy. We still have us, the sets, the costumes, Reggie and Vicky. And Ted also adds, most importantly, this is Reggie's class project as well. And Ted says, we will help him make the movie without you. I mean, I know, I kind of wonder if we're going to find out what the grade on this project's going to be at the end. Because it's supposed to be a group thing, or not a group, because it's just two of them, but still a team effort. And even with them helping just Reggie and Jimmy being off the project, I just, I, I don't know. So Jamie's like, well, what am I going to do for a class project? And Joan's like, well, you may as well just consider writing a essay about the rise and fall of Spielberg Jr. Basically how you were a little dictator and you learned your lesson and how you fired yourself from your own movie because you refused to listen to other people's ideas and work with people. So Jamie just crosses his arms across his chest just lays back his head on his pillow like go ahead dad go make your movie I'll just be here and Ted's like oh Jamie don't think of me as your dad think of me as the producer as he Joan and Vicky walk out and the silver sparkled cap that they placed on Vicky's head has her hair because you know how it's normally just kind of you know buttoned up kind of with a in a little mini ponytail thing, almost Little House on the Prairie bun style. They actually have it, like, pulled out in a ponytail where her hair is, like, just down past her shoulders. It's really, really nice. I'm looking forward to down the road when they start dressing her like a normal kid and when, um, they start you know, making adjustments because, you know, the kids are all getting older and stuff like that and making her sound like as normal a teen, preteen as possible as you can do and still have her be a robot. Of course, as everyone else, you know, uh, Ted and Joan walk out of the room, Vicky adds as she turns around, don't call us, we'll call you. All right, so now we move to the backyard and Ted's got his camcorder out Reggie is in the spacesuit, and we have Vicky as the alien, and Ted is like, oh, Reggie, don't forget your director's thing. It's like, yeah, but if you're filming this, because they're like, okay, Reggie, what do you want to do? Because no one has asked Reggie what 
he really wants to do. And Jamie, of course, comes out to kind of watch all this and probably throw out some uh, angry remarks as he's like, no, that's mine! That's my megaphone! So I don't think it's going to take very long for Jamie to kind of get on the ball and get with the program here and on board with what everyone else wants to do and be a team player. Okay, Reggie, move just a little bit more to your left. That's perfect. I think we're ready to shoot this first scene. Uh, tell us what you want us to do, Mr. Director. Well, I come out of the rocket ship and... Oh, wait, 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 Reggie. A director can't work without his megaphone. Hey, that's mine! Why are you on set? You mean it was yours, Jamie? Now, wait a minute. Quiet on the set. You want to stay, Jamie? You can't talk. I can't if I want. It's my yard. <laughs> but it's Reggie's planet. Ah, <laughs> oh, come on. Can I do something in the movie? Well, that's up to Reggie. <laughs> what do you say, Reggie? Well, I don't know. Let's have a little conference and decide. Have a little conference and decide. Yeah! <laughs> Just a minute. <laughs> So, Jamie's got a case of the gimme that, gimme that, and Reggie kind of yells into his face via the megaphone, quiet on the set! And Joan even says, well, you were the director, and Jamie, like, points his fingers and like, wait a minute, and Vicky interjects with, quiet on the set! And Ted lays down the wall. He's like, you want to stay, Jamie, and you, you, you can watch, but you're not allowed to talk at all. And Jamie's like, well, I can if I want. It's my yard. And Joan's like, yeah, but it's Reggie's planet. Like, it's his movie now, so. So, Jamie is now begging to be in this movie. Like, can I, can I do something? And Joan's like, well, I mean, that's up to Reggie. It's Reggie's movie. What do you say, Reggie? And Reggie is all like, eh, I don't know. He's probably thinking, like, all the times that Jamie bossed him around, just looking like, um, I really don't want you here. So Ted decides, like, hey, how about you and me and Joan and Vicky, Reggie, we'll all talk and we'll see, come up with the best plan. Of course, Jamie thinks that involves him as well as... Ted's like, wait, 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 everybody. Grabs Jamie by the back of the shirt and yanks him back. Like, you're not a part of this. So they agree to let Jamie have a part in the movie. And Jamie right away is like, I'll be the director. No, you won't. And Reggie's like, uh, no, I'm the director. And Jamie's like, I'll be the producer. And, you know, Ted's the producer. And Joan is in charge of the sets, the props, and all that other stuff. And Jamie's like, well, I'll be the star. And Vicky's like, I'm the star. And pretty much they're out of jobs for for Jamie to do. And he's like, I really want to be in this movie. It's supposed to be our project. So they delegate him to being a gopher, which is, see that rock over there? Go for it and move it out of the way. So Jamie's having a little fit here, like, yeah, but I actually want to be in the movie. So, they have a little conference again. Jamie tries to sneak in. Ted takes his hand, puts it in Jamie's face, and pushes him out of the way. Like, this does not concern you. Get out of here. So, Ted's like, alright, you can be the other uh, astronaut that comes out of the ship. 
or out of the space shuttle, puts his foot on the rock and says, I have landed. That is your role. That is your line. So I'm going to play that clip. shuttle walks over puts his foot up on the rock and says i have landed as we get ted giving a close-up shot of jamie's knee and june is holding a microphone for sound and jamie's looking down at them confused like what are you doing and ted's like i'm getting a close-up of your foot apparently his foot's the only thing that's gonna be in this movie And Jamie said, well, what about my face? And Joan tells him, well, we don't need your face, just your foot. So Jamie just shrugs, like, whatever. So Ted instructs Jamie to go over and shake hands with Vicky. And he's like, all right, hold that shot. Let me get it. As he's zooming in on their handshake. And Jamie's like, Dad, what are you doing now? And Ted's like, well, you said you wanted a part in the movie. I'm showing parts of you in the movie, as in your foot and your hand and not your face. He's like, a hand, a foot, maybe a kneecap. And Jamie's like, what? Can't I have a big part? And I'm sure Reggie's like, well, you, we already did that and it didn't work. And he's like, oh, well, you can show his head. That's big. <laughs> well, he ain't wrong. <laughs> And Jamie's like, yeah, but I mean an important part. And Joan's like, well, if you want an important part, we could do that. And Ted's like, all right, Jamie, turn around and bend over. And Jamie questions him, like, wait, what for? Why am I bending over? And Ted's like, well, for the important part. We can't have the movie without the most important part. As Ted adds the the end title card and plops it on Jamie's butt. And Reggie just looks down and goes, hey, Vicky, is that funny? And she's like, that's funny. <laughs> so I'm going to play this clip. I have landed. Okay, hold it right there. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm getting a close-up of your foot. <laughs> what about my face? Well, we don't need your face, just your foot. 
Okay, now, shake hands with Vicky. Shake hands with Vicky. Hold it right there. Now what are you doing, Dad? Well, you said you wanted a part in the movie, so I'm putting parts of you in the movie. <laughs> and a foot, maybe even a kneecap. Come on, can I have a big part? Well, you can show us head. That's big. <laughs> We sure do. Turn around and bend over. What part? Well, for your important part in the movie. We can't make the movie without this part. That's funny, huh, Vicky? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> oh, I get it. You're all treating me the way I treated Reggie and the rest of you. Bingo. Bingo. <laughs> I think a little apology's in order, Jamie. <coughs> I guess so. I'm sorry, everybody. I acted like a real selfish jerk, Reggie. I can't argue with that. <laughs> I don't deserve to be in a movie about friends after the way I treated all of you. Well, Jamie, you can't have everything in life your way. You've got to share. I know. You go ahead and make the movie. You're probably a better director than I am anyway. Jamie? Yeah? No way I'm going to make this movie without my best friend. Here, Mrs. Spielberg. Oh. Thanks, Reggie. You've got a lot of class. Yes, I have. <laughs> <laughs> but how about both of us directing it? That'll be great. What are we standing here for? We're wasting time. Time is money. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Hi, Harriet. I changed my mind, and I would like to watch. I'll try and be quiet, okay? Oh, well, that's fine, Harriet. Why don't you just go and sit over there? Any chance of being your dumb movie, Jamie? Come to think of it, Harriet. There's a great part for you. Really? What do I do? Turn around and bend over. <laughs> <coughs> Jamie? Just a thought, Dad. Just a thought. So, Jamie turns around, takes the sign off his butt, and sees that it says, The End. And he's like, he, it finally dawns on him, like, this was a big joke. As in, they're teaching him a lesson. And he finally, and, and Ted says, buddy, you cannot have everything your way. And life is not gonna work out that way. You need to learn how to include people and adjust to other people's wants and needs and work as a team player. But I mean he doesn't say Ted doesn't say all of that, but I'm just throwing that in there. And basically this pretty much buttons up the episode of the, it always seems like the episode concludes with the lesson that the character learned from what he's went through. And the lesson is you work with your friends. And Jamie was like, well, I guess I'll ha let you guys do your thing since you didn't want really want to include me. But um, Reggie, you should be a director. You're really good at it. And I don't deserve to be in this movie. And they make up. Reggie, Reggie and, and Jamie make up and everything. And it, it's really great. 
Reggie's like, hey, look, you apologized. All's forgiven. Let's be co-directors and do this movie. Then Harriet comes in and says, hey, I've changed my mind. I want to watch. And Joan's like, all right, sweetie, but you can go over there, but you got to be quiet, all right? And Jamie's like, oh, Harriet, you know, I could put you in the movie. Here, bend over. And Jamie takes the, the end sign, goes to put it on Harriet's butt. But Ted's like, Jamie. And Jamie drops the sign like, just kidding, Dad. I'm just joking. <laughs> and that's the episode. It's a cute one. I thought it was, you know, it was a good lesson learned. Um, I think I'm going to rate it a 3 out of 5 just because it buttoned up the lesson of the episode at the very, very end. There wasn't anything really left hanging. You know, shows the problem. Jamie's being a little dictator. He wants to do things his way. He doesn't want to include people. He wants to make it all about himself. The family decides to make a turn this into a lesson moment, whereas they exclude Jamie or only include him for parts that don't show his face. Like, you want a part in the movie, but it's not going to be the parts that you want. And then, of course, you know, he learns the lesson. So, I like that his parents could see how Jamie was treating his friend and they weren't just going to let that slide without having a say in that. So good parenting on Ted Jones. I like that they honestly do not let Jamie get away with some of the crap that he pulls. I mean, Jamie to me is not really that much of a likable character and I don't really see him so far, this is only the sixth episode of season one. We haven't really seen him evolve into a nice character. And I don't think he'd really get changes that much as the, as the show comes on. Or goes on for another three seasons. I really don't think we see that. So, yeah, lesson learned. Just, you gotta be a team player when you work on projects together. Not just as kids in school, but adults. If you're working in a group on a pro with... A, in a group on a project, everybody has their own assignments and roles in which everyone does their equal share. At least that's how it should be. Not doesn't necessarily mean that's how it's going to be. There's probably always going to be someone in the group that is going to be trying to take over full responsibility and delegate, you know, jobs to people that people fear like they're getting the raw end of the deal or the short end of the stick. So I think with um, me now working on the Full House podcast that, I mean, yes, this Small Wonder podcast, is, instead of being two times a month, probably will be shoved to the back burner and do, you know, once a month for the time being and then as the year progresses, I'll kind of reevaluate, see how many plays. I mean, I'm still doing the show regardless, whether it's once a month, twice a month. But I just, I know I'm probably biting it off more than I can chew with, but I just, I, I love, I like Small Wonder. I enjoy watching it, but as far as I'm concerned, like some of the other things, you know, are. Coming to the forefront with starting up a whole new podcast on its own 
SoundCloud account. I just also got to put, you know, and then Growing Pains is coming back in May. And just a bunch of different things. A, b- a bunch of different things that I, it's almost like I'm burning the candle at both ends. And, um, but, yeah, you know, and maybe eventually next year, maybe I can make it a, you know, once a week podcast. But for the time being, it will just be regulated to once a month. As I work on other stuff, and then I'll reevaluate come the end of the year. So, let's say hey to some podcast listeners. All right, we have Winston Salem, North Carolina, Boise, Idaho, Albuquerque, New Mexico, San Juan, Puerto Rico, Republic of Korea, Wellington, New Zealand, Winnipeg, Canada. Plover, Wisconsin, Simi Valley, California, Barcelona, Spain, Huntington Beach, California, Summerfield, North Carolina, Elmhurst, Illinois, Portland, Oregon, India, Allentown, Pennsylvania, Alameda, California, Bakersfield, California, excuse me, Marysville, Washington, Moscow, Russia, Montgomery, Alabama, R-A-C-I-N-E, Wisconsin, excuse me, East Northport, New York, Vancouver, Washington, Selens Grove, Pennsylvania, we have Peru, Fort Wayne, Indiana, Butan, B-H-U-T-A-N, Lockport, Illinois, New York, Abu Dhabi, Karachi, Pakistan, Baltimore, Maryland, Columbus, Indiana, Poon, India, Boca Raton, Florida, Birmingham, Alabama, India, Canada, Peru, Kirkland, Washington, Wichita, Kansas, no wait, Wichita, Redmond, Washington, Alexandria, Virginia, Logan, West Virginia, Copenhagen, Denmark, Tampa, Florida, East Aurora, New York, Brighton, Massachusetts, and Perth, Australia. Let's talk about next month's episode is Season 1, Episode 7, entitled The Lie. Jamie learns the valuable... (laughs) Jamie learns the value of consistent honesty, honesty when he can't convince his parents that he's not responsible for breaking a teapot. This episode aired... October 19th, 1985. All right, everyone. I will be back next month with a new Small Wonder episode. So have a great, great Wednesday afternoon. Bye-bye.